Welcome to the Dignity of Women, where we dig deep into the vocation and dignity of women in the church in modern times and as an answer to the call for a new evangelization. I'm your host, Kimberly Cook. Joining me today is Maria Spears, who is the singer and she plays the keys in the band His Own, which is a band and a women's ministry based out of Nashville and Louisiana. And just to tell you quickly a little bit about His Own, if you haven't heard of them, you can find more about them at BeHisOwn.com. His Own was formed by three friends who wanted to combine their love for Jesus, passion for music, and desire to proclaim the joy of the feminine heart. In a world where women are exploited, misused, and misguided, they desire that their music and ministry will inspire women to come before the Lord as they are and to encounter His unique love for them and to be reminded of the eternal measure of their feminine dignity and worth, which is a beautiful mission. So welcome to the show, Maria. Thank you so much. Um, I'm so happy to have Maria here. Uh, Maria and I actually go way back. We were even (laughs) roommates in Austria during our experience in college, which was just a very exciting and fun (laughs) time. We'll have to tell you some more stories. We could sit here all day and tell you stories that would probably have you rolling. But we want to stick to talking about um, women and the ministry that we are called to in our culture, in turning the tides and healing our culture of the many wounds that we have. So Maria, first and foremost, tell us about his own and the need of our culture to hear the message that you ladies are bringing. Yeah. So first of all, I am so honored to be on this. I I love that you're doing this, especially because you're talking about the dignity of women. And that is a lot of why we started this ministry. You know, there's a huge need for that. Um, We find that gosh, everywhere we travel, you know, women don't know their worth. They don't know that God has a special call on them and their lives. And we started, the way we got started really was there was me, Christine Simpson and Kara Klein. Oop, she just got married a couple months ago and we were roommates. We're housemates living together. Um, Kara, you know, we're kind of doing our own things at that time. And we had we all had backgrounds in music of some sort. Kara had been doing ministry and speaking for quite a few years at that point. I had off and on and had really kind of taken a break from that. And Christine would join me singing at various points, but she was really just um, she was teaching at, at that time. And we would sing around the house together, and we really had it was a really beautiful time because we we were able to form almost like a, a sisterhood, a little family life, you know, with each other. And we would sing together. We would pray together. We would share our hearts. And we, and at various points, people would be like, oh, you guys should do something with your music together. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, thanks. No, thanks. <laughs> and then um, we've been, we've been housemates for about two years. And over the holiday break, Kara had, um, you know, we're all back home with our families over the holidays and Kara had a dream. I mean, it sounds cliche, but it's true. <laughs> and in her dream, she saw, um, she saw, saw her doing ministry together, singing and doing ministry. And she saw the word his. And so she caught us up and was like, girls, what do you think about this? You know, I don't know what it needs to look like or what, you know, but so we came together and we just started praying about it and kind of hashing through things and felt like the Lord was inviting us into this, starting this music and this ministry and band and um, to help, really help to encourage and inspire and remind women of their dignity and worth. 
That is great. And I know um, this podcast is named The Dignity of Women after John Paul II's work that he released, his apostolic letter. And um, I noticed that you guys call your music, you define it as music and ministry for the feminine heart, which is Mm -hmm. something that John Paul II harps on a lot throughout his Mm -hmm. um, papacy. He talks a lot about this idea of the feminine heart. So how would you define the feminine heart? What is that? How can people understand Mm -hmm. what that even means? Yeah. So I, I think one of the things we have found, and I, I don't think you have to look very far culturally, there there's a huge movement, if you will, that has been going on for a long time now of women trying to be men. And um, and there being a very, it, almost this idea that we, we're not equal because we're different. Instead of the recognition that, you know, our dignity, dignity, who we are, like, that aspect is equal, but we have different roles. We have different strengths and different weaknesses that are actually really beautiful and complementary and good. And I think the beautiful thing with Pope John Paul II was he capitalized on that, talking about what he termed the feminine genius. And that's been a huge thing for us. One of his, one of the the things that he he wrote, and we and we love this, is that he said, you know, woman has a genius all her own, which is vitally essential to both society and the church. And for a lot of women, I think there's feeling like, gosh, well, I don't have a place if I'm not like men. Instead, and Pope John Paul II, Edith Stein, they recognize that actually women, you have things that are very specific to you as women. You have kind of these superpowers. <laughs> and, and it's not that as women, we're better or worse than men, but we're different. We have things that are intrinsic to our feminine hearts and our feminine dignity that is different, but is so important in the world. And feminists have struggled with that for many, many years. Like, who are we? You know, are (laughs) we needing to be exactly like men? How do we separate ourselves from men? Do we celebrate our differences or do we try to imitate them? And I think John Paul II just kind of came at a time when it was most needed, although it's still needed. A lot of people (laughs) still need to hear that message. Um, so through your ministry, what have you personally found to be the greatest unfulfilled longing of the modern day woman's heart? You know, I think it's kind of a twofold answer to that. At the heart of it, there is like women don't know that they're loved for who they are. More than it, it's it's almost like there's this idea that in order to be loved, we have to get it right, or we have to do, do, do. Instead of the recognition, there's this really beautiful quote that the girls and I and I love, and we actually shared a lot of times in some of our talks, that the world needs who we are more than it needs what we do. And, and that goes back to the feminine genius, to those very specific things that we have as women. And I'm just going to touch briefly on that, that receptivity, sensitivity, generosity, and maternity. And we dive into those in some of our talks. I'm not going to go deep, deep within that. But if those deep longings for women to be to be known, to be loved, um, simply for who we are, I think that's a huge struggle that we see with women of all ages. You know, they don't feel like they're doing enough or they're not enough, you know, in their families or not enough for their spouses, for their significant others, for their friends. So there's that aspect of it. But then there's also, especially with, because we do a lot of stuff with like 18 to 40, so kind of the young adult crowd, 
there's also a deep desire to enter into their vocation. And there's a big lack of that. And what we have found that underlying that is as women and really, and, and men are like this too, in the sense of we are created to be a, a sincere gift of self. And Pope John Paul II speaks a lot about that in the theology of the body. But what that means is that we were created by love for love to be loved. If we're not, if, if, a lot of times we're not feeling like we're in our vocation. So there can, we've seen that there's like a deep longing of our hearts to, to give ourselves in love and to receive love, but feeling like they like, okay, well, where do you start if we're not in a vocation? So we've seen that, seen that to be a huge one, but going back to that aspect of knowing that you are loved. Um, we have one of the songs that we do a lot. It's called little girl. And it's probably the most popular, most requested song that we get when we do women's events the song is really about like at the heart, there's this, 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 this cry of like the father granted this little girl, like come, like come back to life, you know, taken from, um, Talitha Kum in, in scripture, but there is such a, a longing women to know that they're loved, you know, especially by the father. And so I, I, like for me personally, I remember going through a period of for a year, a solid year where I would go and I would sit with Jesus in adoration every single day. And I would say to Jesus, like God, the father, I need you to show me who you are as my father. Show me how you see me and show me my beauty. And that became my prayer every single day. And it took a long time for like where I could sit there <laughs> Shutting up, <laughs> we can be, which can be difficult for us women, <laughs> um, to, to let the father speak to my heart because, you know, I can, I can sit here and, and tell you all day, like you have dignity and worth, but there's a way that really we need to hear that from the heart of a father. Yes. I think that that is so well said. And I think, um, speaking to your first point, I think it was so beautifully said that we desire to give ourselves as gift because, as you know, um, I just wrote a singles workbook with Sterling Jaquith about it's a 40 day devotional for single women. And it kind of triggers that exact thing. And we were feeling very strongly about needing to write something to in that vein to the women mm -hmm. that felt like they had this deep longing and this need to to share themselves, that self gift that yeah. God intended for them. It's not mm -hmm. a selfish thing. No, it's really beautiful. intrinsic to our nature mm -hmm. and um, not having that fulfilled can really cause a deep wound that is yeah. hard to fill. And it really can only be filled in the interim to walk along and carry that cross mm -hmm. with Jesus. And so without him, you know, that is, we see so many women and men that struggle with the feeling of their self-worth. And we live mm -hmm. in such a society that perpetuates this, um, you know, emphasis on what you do, as you said, yes. you know, and not who you are. <laughs> it started <laughs> out with men, you know, a lot yes. of what do you do? What do you do? And it was all just about the job and the career chain and so much pressure. But in modern times, the same has become true for women entering mm -hmm. into the same competitive work field. And the same question has caused a struggle for them. What do you do and not who you are? And that has really been what most of our culture has been about these past um, several decades leading up to. And, and then you went on to talk about um, 
women needing to hear that they are loved and that it, that is something that they don't need to earn. Yeah. So my question is, how do you teach women that they don't need to earn that love? And what's mm-hmm. something that any of us can do to convince mm-hmm. someone maybe in our lives mm-hmm. that they are loved? Someone who's really struggling in this way, what can we do? You said sometimes words can just be empty or mm-hmm. um, what can we do right. realistically? I think there's a, there's a couple things. One of those is that words can be empty with this. You know, we can, no matter how eloquent we are or um, how many times we tell someone, hey, you are a gift, you are loved. It's not about what you do. It's about who you are. We can still come up feeling like, okay, you're saying that, but yeah. I don't <laughs> no, feel I, it. I don't feel it. I don't believe it. So I, I do think that it is important to vocalize that our words have power. Our words are, you know, it's very important to speak life into our sisters, you know, and, and to our brothers in Christ. But um, it's very important to speak those truths to each other. But on top of that, it's really something we have to get from God the Father. That's one of the reasons that with a lot of the women's events, if we can, we love doing what we call a night with the king. And it's a night of adoration and prayer and music and confession. And we've, we've really found it to be a time of pretty extreme healing where it, 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 the goal, it was really to create a space for God the Father to come in and just love on his daughters, for us women to let our hair down. It's a space to be vulnerable and really naked before the Lord. And to just be loved there because he has to speak that truth into hearts that like you are loved no matter where you've been or what you've done or what's been done to you. We had a quick story, but we had a gal who we were speaking at a girl's high school and this young lady came up. She started, she talked a little bit with us and kind of seemed a little bit shy and then walked away. Well, later on, she sent us a message through social media and she said, did you really believe what you, what you told me, you know, what you said to us about being a gift, no matter where or what we've done or what's been done to us. And we said hundred percent, like, absolutely. She said, well, she's, you know, she had been raped very young. She had been sexually molested at various points. She'd been in our hospitals for um, attempted suicides. And she said, I've never been told that I was a gift. She said, I've never been told that my entire life. And it reminded me how important it is to let women know, to let each other know, and to remind each other, to speak truth over each other and with each other, that no matter where or what, like you are a gift, period. But then to, for that, to really sink into our hearts, like we have to sit with Jesus. We have to let him speak that truth into our hearts to really cement it in there because that's something that really only he can do. And I think that is one of the weaknesses of our culture because we have gotten so far away from the love of the Father yes. and from even comfort with being Christian mm-hmm. and having a relationship with Jesus, not being able to feel that we can talk about that openly or share that with one another, yeah. being afraid to break down barriers with somebody that we don't know that even... Mm-hmm crosses any lines of speaking (laughs) about religion, there's a real fear of going there Mm -hmm. with other people. And so I think that that really um, inhibits us from getting the truth across to maybe people who are wounded in the culture that need to hear that 
and are trying to heal it in so many other ways, but are not going to, it's just a temporary bandaid until they get the real cure, which is 100%. Because I mean, like God's a divine healer. He wants to heal us. And there's so many wounds, particularly father wounds. We see that all the time with the women we encounter. And even in our own lives, we've had those and we've had to work through those with Jesus. And, and, and there's one of the quotes that we have kind of set our our ministry ministry around also is that a woman cannot remain neutral in the world. You know, she too is set for the rise and fall of many. And that's St. Madeline Sophie Broad who said that. But as women, we have a role to play that is vital. We have, you know, if we will rise up in virtue and in truth and in life, then that can literally change a civilization. But that also means that we've got to start with ourselves, which means like working on our our own holiness, which means going and sitting with Jesus and letting him heal us and speak those words of life to us. So then we can also go out and speak those lives, those truths, you know, into the lives of our sisters. And what I'm so touched by with his own and um, other ministries, and it is a ministry, you know, it's so much more than just music. It is a ministry. (laughs) It's ministering to these women's hearts. Mm -hmm. And um, what's just so beautiful, especially with the topic of the dignity of women in in our culture, you know, there's, like you said, so many wounds right now. Mm -hmm. And um, so many people looking for answers and a healing and a cure. Mm-hmm. And most of what I see that it turns into is anger. Yes. And as you know, I had a past in music, but in the feminist movement and, um, <laughs> yeah. and really what it was just about the common thread for me was anger. Yeah. Everyone was angry mm-hmm. and it felt like you needed to have this sisterhood of wounds and anger, but there was nothing to do with it. And that's why I realized it was so empty. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, so here we are. We know that we're all angry or hurt or upset or whatever. And where do we go from here? It's kind of when you look around and you see that, okay, we've gotten to this point, what's next? And it's like, well, there is no next. Like we haven't figured that out. We're just going to keep on being angry and upset and trying to you know, talk about the sisterhood and how angry we are. And it just kind of like went in this this perpetual circle. And um, so I just love the fact that you're reaching out to these women with an answer. Mm -hmm. You know, you are beautiful. You are loved. And Mm -hmm. the whole time that we had our um, feminist group or whatever, we never told anyone that they were loved. We didn't believe that we were loved or beautiful. So why would we tell anyone else that they Mm -hmm. were worthy of that love? And I see all these movements right now, the Me Too movement and Mm -hmm. all, again, it's hurt, it's anger. That's at the root of all of this. But there's nowhere to go from there because there is this wall between being able to reach out to Jesus. I mean, that's just not, that's forbidden, you know? So it's just, we need to find some way and you're Mm -hmm. just going to keep on banging your head around that, you know, on that wall until you bash through it. Right. And one of the quotes that you had, we were talking about earlier was from Fulton Sheen, which is when a man loves a woman, he has to become worthy of her. The higher her virtue, the more noble her character, the more devoted she is to truth, justice, goodness, the more a man has to aspire to be worthy of her. The history of civilization could actually be written in terms of the level of its women. That's again from Fulton Sheen. So why does that resonate with you guys? (laughs) So that was another huge quote for us um, 
in, in regards to our ministry. And that what really resonated with us because as women, we have a power of influence that we don't even realize that we have. We have that power over men. We have that power. And then and, and again, it's not this like power hungry, but it's a beautiful grace that is women that if we will rise up in virtue, if we will rise up and become the women God's calling us to be, those around us will start to reach for that and will aspire to that. I've seen that with the men in my life over and over again. I've seen that with, I have a lot of brothers. I've seen that, that when their wives like have become, and they're beautiful, these beautiful women who just love Jesus. And, and when they rise up, I see the way that my brothers have pursued that, you know, and, and I've seen that with other men and women, you know, just it's incredible and so powerful when as women, we rise up with that. A rising tide raises all ships, you know, and Mother, she says, said, where there's no love, put love and you'll find love. And so as women, if we can go into these situations and bring the love of Jesus to those people, and sometimes it's not even about saying Jesus to the person that you meet on the street. Maybe the best way to bring Jesus to that person is actually looking her in the eyes and say, yeah, I'm like, I really love your dress, you know, or, or just offering a sincere compliment and a recognition of the human person that she is. Because so often in our society, we treat people like things and we don't acknowledge their beautiful humanity and the gift that they are, that every person we encounter, we're encountering Jesus. Do we realize that? Because if we really know that and we believe that, it changes the way we encounter every single person. And um, with that, I've just noticed people in areas of service, like say at the checkout line, at the register or whatever, um, just giving them the time of day to say, how's your day going? Or what's, you know, how's it been today? Is it busy? What time do you get off? Just a little humanity in those moments to people that you just expect to serve you and Mm -hmm. wait on you and be done with them and walk, you know, continue walking down Mm -hmm. the line just to stop and give them a smile, give them a word. It's, Enti- it's life changing. Yeah. You know, it changes everything. Mm-hmm. It changes your day. It changes their day. Mm-hmm. And you start to notice these differences when they mm-hmm. look up at you, their eyes, their response. You notice mm-hmm. that there is this human connection that maybe they're not getting all yeah. day, even though they're working with people yeah. Yeah. hour in and hour out, mm-hmm. you know. So, well, I want to just thank Maria so much. Again, I'm here with Maria Spears from His Own. You can find more about His Own at BeHisOwn.com. If you love the beautiful intro and outro music of this podcast, (laughs) it is the lovely ladies of His Own. And I just want to say that Maria um, not only is preaching this, but she really does live it. I have known Maria for so long and she is just one of the most beautiful and genuine women I have ever met. She always calls me to rise up to a greater level of holiness. And I really feel like her friendship is a gift from the Lord, especially coming out of what I came out of (laughs) in my past and just learning what it is to truly be a woman of the Lord. And, um, and to live the dignity of women. So I thank you, Maria, Mm -hmm. for your time here, for the ministry that you're living, and for your friendship. Well, thank you so much. It's just been such a gift. Um, And also, you can find us on social media, too. We love connecting with our listeners, and we love conversation with them. So on Facebook, we are at Be His Own, Instagram at Be His Own, and Twitter at Be His Own Music. So come find us on there. And again, can you thank you for even doing this? It's just sheer gift. All right.